0: Welcome to the Cash-Based Practice Owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Mies PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways but all outside of being in-network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different if this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground please find me on facebook in the cash-based healthcare entrepreneurs group or on my website at morganmeese.com i would love to speak with you so please join me as i interview our guest today today's guest is dr melissa Chaffee. dr melissa Chaffee is a mobile physical therapist specializing in women's pelvic floor dysfunction fearlessly serving the women of westchester Duchess, putnam and Orange Counties in New York as well as Western Fairfield County in Connecticut. She gives busy moms the tools they need to live a pain-free, active life that they can share with their families for years to come. All right, everybody. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, my name is Morgan. for those of you who don't know me, and this is Melissa, our amazing guest of honor today. Um, we are going to get into it. Um, you know, Melissa, thank you so much for being here. Melissa owns her own pelvic health um, cash practice, and she kicks butt at it. So <laughs> um, she's here with us today to tell us all about that, her experience, um, you know, and definitely give some advice. So you guys watching, you know, here either live or on the replay, if you have questions about this, because I know I talk to a ton of therapists who are interested in doing their own pelvic health practice. Um, definitely feel free to drop comments below for Melissa um, and we'll answer them the best we can. So cool. Well, thank you, Melissa, again for being here.
1: Um, we'd love
0: to know a little bit more about you, um, your journey, your
1: background, career, and what got you to where you are now. Oh, it's a long journey, Morgan. You know. <laughs> so um, I graduated from physical therapy school in 2015, and I worked in corporate healthcare for about four years. And I had always been interested in pelvic health, but um, nobody in my area really did pelvic health. So it was frustrating to me trying to find a place to work for. And then like upon interview, every single place I've worked for, I would be like, well, I want to start a pelvic health program. And they're like, great, great. And then when it was time to actually do something, because it's so like not really well known, I think a lot of people get scared off by it. So I always got the runaround. And finally last fall, I was like, I just got to, jump and do it. And I quit my full time job, which was terrifying. And I opened my practice in September, um, new quest physical therapy. So I actually do women's health, um, orthopedics and wellness. And I don't really focus on I mean, pelvic floor, physical therapy is my passion. I love it. But I also love orthopedics. And I also love fitness. So my ideal client I guess you could say is any woman who has been fed this nonsense that she's broken and she's too old to do something she's too heavy to do something she's a mom so she can't do something she's too young to do something it's basically like giving women a free reign to do whatever the hell they want with their lives and like get them their lives back and kind of instill their confidence again so um yeah covid was very interesting in my journey too. Like (laughs) it took a while to get everything rolling. So I said, I started in September and it took about six months to like get the ball going and have people know who I was. And I was booked for these like big engagements, these speaking opportunities. And then COVID hit the month, everything was supposed to go down. And I'm like, oh God, now I have to start all over again. And it actually wound up being a blessing in disguise because I already had a telehealth platform built and mm-hmm. I was seeing telehealth clients. So that wasn't difficult to transition, um, but also I'm mobile. So I was already seeing people in their homes and because they were so like apprehensive about going into a busy clinic, that was and still is a really nice selling point. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then it's just like totally private with just me and the client. And then on top of that, COVID helped me realize that I can't rely on just one-on-one things that I need to build like an actual system. So I released an incontinence course last month um, and I have a few other things planned. So um, that was a very roundabout answer, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. I think like like everybody, you know, who is here is, you know, either they're just getting started, or, you know, they have started, but are feeling kind of stuck. So I think hearing from you and hearing like all the different things that you're doing, um, you know, especially in the ways that like you pivoted when like, some kind of challenge came up, you know, I think that's Mm -hmm. definitely really helpful. So thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) Um, And I know you talked a little bit about your practice already, and the way that you work with people, what do you love about what you do
1: now versus the traditional healthcare model? Oh my God, what don't I love about what I do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the freedom. I love, like, what I see now in a week is what I was seeing in a day working Mm -hmm. in corporate healthcare. And um, I purposely built it that way so that I can have communication with my clients. They can email me. We communicate via text all the time. um, Just so that they're getting the most out of their treatments. Cause one of the things that I kept seeing where people were falling through the cracks and they weren't being progressed and they weren't being paid attention to. And now like none of that happens. And I actually got called out. There's a mill, like a popular mill in my area and i got called out by the director saying like i was full of crap and people don't get better on cash based pay oh my God. And I'm like well they really do because <laughs> i'm not giving them to an unskilled tech like i'm with them the entire time and they have constant contact with me and i'm actually progressing them and not having them do the same thing for a month like mm-hmm. Don't come at me with that, you know, (laughs) like, that's another thing, like, for all of you who are just starting out, you really need to have like thick skin to be in the game, because people who aren't doing what you're doing, and either they're scared of what you're doing, or they don't understand what you're doing, they're going to come at you, you're gonna have haters, and like, you just really need to just kind of, whatever, I say I hate follow people too. So I'll like hate follow all these people and see what they're doing wrong. And then I'll turn it into a positive so I could do it right. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> wow. So like I think that's that's a big topic. I know you and I have talked about that in great length during our friendship um you know what is some advice that you would give to somebody who is just starting out and something like that happens like how would you suggest people react
1: um don't react right away and i i had a big problem with this i'm a very reactionary person but kind of like sit with the comments sit with what they said for a few hours and then if it's something that's still bothering you a couple hours from then like formulate an intelligent concrete response and then just respond even if their reaction to you is so hateful and it doesn't warrant an intelligent response still be the better person and like still respond but do so in like a better way
0: yeah yeah like I think like sitting with your thoughts I think some of us here also tend to react to things (laughs) right away (laughs) Um, but I think that that's a really good way to look at it. You know, I think that's kind of like one of the blessings of, you know, having the internet and having like text posts and things is you do have time, you know, to think about mm-hmm. what you're going to write, how you're going to react to things. Um, so I think that's great, you know, and even if it is something where another practice like says something to you, you know, hopefully they don't just like yell at you in public about it, <laughs> but like, you know, if they send you an email or leave you a voicemail, like you have time to think about how to respond, um, you know, and I think a big part of that responding and not reacting is also responding with positivity and like growth mindset stuff and abundance is like, woo woo as it sounds, um, you know, like if you are responding that way and putting that kind of energy out there, you know, the the right people are going to come to you.
1: Absolutely. And one of the things as a new business owner and Morgan, we've talked about this too, before um, scarcity mindset is going to be your biggest hurdle just starting out. Like, it's going to be like, Oh my God, there's a cash-based practice down the road. And Oh my God, there's 15 physical therapy clinics. And Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing, but you like, there's an abundance of people that need your help. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how many clinics are near you. Nobody offers what you offer. Um, It might be text textbook the same thing but they're not the same person and people buy from people so that was a big thing i had to get out of my head
0: yeah you know i think that's a really good point i think a lot of people like just jumping into this you know i talked to a couple people yesterday um you know on the phone on zoom calls you know and that's a big fear it's like well like who's gonna pay me you know when there are like five other pelvic PTs or there are five other pediatric OTs down the street from me. Like, how the heck can I be different? And like my number one answer to that a lot of the time is it's you, like you, you're the difference, you know, yeah. there's nobody else like you, even if you're a twin, you know, <laughs> you and your twin are different people. Um, you know, and like, like you said, people buy from people, you know, we go into this thinking like it's a, it's a business and everything, but it's in the way that you, connect with people, you know, that's mm. that's going to grow your business, um, you know, and then in turn, end up like helping a bunch of patients and everything. So I think that's a really good point. Um, what are, so you've been open since September. Um, if you can think back and remember what was like the biggest hurdle or the biggest struggle or challenge that you had in like the first like three months of business.
1: Oh my God. I have two. One is setting boundaries. So like, tell us about that, Melissa. Oh my God. So I had the biggest scarcity mindset when I first started and I would like be seeing patients at 7am and I would be answering emails at like 11pm. And just, just, I was like, wait a minute. Like I left corporate to get away from this. Why am I doing it? and um saying no to people like if there was a last minute cancellation like saying like oh that's fine I'll just take you blah 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 like you can't do that like you have to set hard boundaries because then people learn to push your boundaries and even step over them and then when you retaliate with well these is this is what I actually have they're like well you never said that before this was always fine before and you yeah. can't send that to everybody
0: Hmm. yeah absolutely I think that's that's a big thing. I know like I'll go in like waves at least where I am right now. So it's something I'm working on, but you know, it ends up being like you you make one exception for one person and now you do end up with like appointments from like 7:30 a.m. until 6:30 p.m. like scattered throughout the day and then your whole your brain is scattered too. Right. Like that's a big part of it. Mhm. What's the the second
1: challenge you mentioned? The second one is being comfortable with saying no to people. So I thought like every person that came in my path, every Mm -hmm. opportunity I was offered, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And maybe one or two of those out of 50 were actually fruitful and the rest just pissed me off and drained my energy. So... being discerning with um, and being really honest with your goals and your goals for yourself and your business is so crucial. And then seeing Mm -hmm. if those projects and those people align with that, because another thing too, like your values as a person come into play with your business too. And um, I will never sacrifice my values for making a sale. Like Mm if it comes into my space, I don't care if you pay me a million dollars a visit, If you're racist, if you have no tolerance for sexual preference or any of that, you're out. I will kick you out myself. And I'm very vocal about that. So setting those boundaries, I guess boundaries plays into it too. But not being afraid to express those values and adhere to those values and only let the people who share those values into your space is so, so critical. And I wish I had known that in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I totally agree with that. Um, you know, cause it is like you, I don't, I don't know what it is about like, just like every, I don't know if it's like a human trait or like a therapist trait or whatever, but when you go into your business for yourself, it's almost like, like everybody I've talked to has like a similar like scarcity mindset thing that I think just comes from a place of fear, you know, the fear of the unknown. And then, yeah, you end up saying yes to everybody. Oh, you want to have an appointment at midnight? Sure. Yes. Why not? You know. <laughs> yeah. um, and then it just like, it just ends up snowballing. But I think like if we were more conscious of it, like you're saying, you know, earlier on, you know, you don't have to be perfect, you know, by any means, but Um, you know, sitting down with yourself and figuring out like there's, I don't know if you've read it, but there's a book called The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur by Mike McAllowitz that I really, really like. And Um, He has a chapter in there where he does talk about like setting boundaries and values for your company, um, you know, and having like your big five or whatever. And then every single time like you have an opportunity in front of you, if that opportunity breaches any of those values that don't align with yourself or your company, it's a no, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, we're not willing to compromise on those values to get things going. So I love that. I think that's great. I know. Everybody is like really, really worried about getting patients like right when they start off. But I think some of these things like more like personal development stuff can also be really beneficial and help you on your way to finding clients.
1: Absolutely, and when you put that out there and people know what you stand for, it really reflects on your brand. And then people Mm -hmm. who align with that are going to then align with your brand and then get to seek you out for help. So. Mm it's a slow burn, but it's really, it's so crucial to establishing something concrete and long-term.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent advice, Melissa. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like speaking of finding clients. Okay. So that's like, probably in the top three questions that I get, um, Mm -hmm. from other therapists who are interested in doing this or they already have, but they're feeling stuck is, you know, where do I find clients? How do I find them? How do I market myself? Um, you know, I guess whether you want to answer this kind of broadly or like under the lens of like women's health or like mobile therapy or things like that.
1: Um, what are your top tips for finding clients? Um, I don't market to physicians at all. If I happen to meet one, then I'll be like, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. But that's not my goal. So I did, and this is to do with my personality too, a lot of um, stuff in the community. So like I first joined like a BNI type networking group and I Mm -hmm. don't do well in large groups. And I also joined the Chamber of Commerce, which is another large group. And those didn't really work well for me because i'm not outgoing enough to go up to someone and be like hey i do this yeah so, um i wound up finding some other local groups so there's a women in business networking group in my area um what else is i actually met a concierge md in there that we became oh. friends uh what else did i do there's a health care practitioner small business group so really just like getting out there and finding who also works with your client, your ideal client and getting to know that person. And then they're going to talk you up so much mm-hmm. as they feel like once you build that rapport, they feel like they trust you or they could trust you. And then, um, then I always tell all my clients to go back to that person be like, tell them how great I am <laughs> <laughs> business cards, but you kind of have to pimp yourself out because if you don't believe in yourself and you don't say stuff like that, Nobody's going to do it for you. People just don't think of that. Right. Um, Really like getting into those local groups. Facebook's another one. Like I'm in a few local moms groups and there's a birthing group too. So like finding out again, where your ideal client hangs out
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is one way. So that's one way I did it. And then social media, I have a lot of people through Instagram who have contacted me and that's by use of hashtags. So again, local stuff, target audience, and all that. It's kind of like trial and error type of thing. And definitely document, have like a marketing um, spreadsheet where you you can like document where your inquiries have been coming from This way, you know what's working and where you need to invest your time.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, You know, I think sometimes too, like when we're starting up a business, it's like very easy to like go back to like that reactionary place, like a reactionary mindset where you're just like living like task to task, like hour to hour and like not really seeing like the big picture. But then when it comes to like developing a marketing plan, you know, when you're first starting out, it's like, okay, I'm going to pick like these two things and put my energy into that and keep track of it over time, um, you know, to see if it is working or not. Um, I think that's, that's really good advice um, to do that. And I also really like, you know, uh, networking with people were just like you. So I think like that was something that I never thought about before. And somebody else suggested to me, um, because I've been getting questions of, well, how do I contact physicians, you know, for mm-hmm. referral, and things like that. And, you know, you could go to like, any ortho practice and, you know, I'm trying to get to know the people who are there. Um, but, you know, if you look for people who are just like you, who are doing something non-traditional, they don't take insurance, they do mobile stuff and you get to know them and like who they work with, you know, you become like referral friends for each mm-hmm. other. Um, and building a network like that is super, super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, this is gold, Melissa. <laughs> I know that will really help
1: a lot of people. I hope so. Will. I feel like a lot of times I feel like I'm just like trying stuff and seeing what sticks. So I'm like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think like a big part of it too, has been just like, you have to be willing to put yourself out there. You mm-hmm.
1: know, that's, I, a, that is a big thing. Yeah. A big thing to get over. And then another thing with the Mark, the networking idea don't be one of those people that just like goes up to someone and is like, here's my card. Like, when people did that to me, their card went in the garbage. Like, I didn't want to have anything to do with you. Cause right away, I knew it was gonna be a one way relationship. So, like, actually show and don't fake interest. Like, show genuine interest in the other person and really get to know how you can help them. Cause that's how you're gonna build that rapport and what's gonna make them give a crap about you and not just be like, oh yeah, whatever. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, that's another tip I got from somebody is, like, when you are trying to build um, relationships, you know, whether <laughs> whether it's with patients or, you know, other, like, colleagues, it's, you know, like, hi, I'm Morgan. Like, this is what I do. I'm amazing at it. You know, talking yourself up, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, having confidence in what you ha- you're doing. Um, but then also being like, I would love to know what you do and how I can support you, you mm-hmm. know. Like, if you open a relationship like that, it makes it very open and clear that it is a two-way street as opposed to the one-way, like you said. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So cool. And it just, like, it's more, like, goodness in the world. (laughs) It's more positivity. More of that. (laughs) Um. Okay, and coming up on our last couple of questions here, um, if you were to go back and talk to pre-business Melissa um, or somebody who is you know, totally new to this, what are your like, top three pieces of advice for somebody who's w- wanting to start their own business but is like really afraid of a bunch of stuff?
1: Um, okay. My first I always do, I'm a big list person. So like when I was going through this, I did my pros and my cons list Mm -hmm. and figured out like, is it worth opening a business? What can I deal with? And like, I always say like your current self has to prepare your like has to look out for your future self. Mm -hmm. Another thing like with the cons list, I was like, can I deal with these cons for the next 30 years of my life? what happens if i have to do that and kind of like diving in like it's a lot of internal work and assessment to see where you're at and like where you're gonna be if you have to deal with that 30 years from now so um that was one of the things my other thing is like it's really really hard but don't let that discourage you so don't like jump all in right away and quit your job and not have a safety net and a plan like it took me two years to build my exit strategy and my brand. So mm-hmm. it's a very, it's a long haul. But you, if it's something you really want, you're going to do the work. Because when you're working on your business, it doesn't feel like work. Like I was working 50, 60 hours in the clinic. But then when I was working on my social media for the business, I was like, oh, yay. Like it was <laughs> fun. <laughs> so if you get that, like, excitement, then it means that you're on the right path. But you just have to – um really be honest with yourself and some people don't want to own their own business deep down and they don't realize that until they're in it and they're like this sucks I don't like this and then they resent it mm-hmm. so um that's my other my other piece of advice just be really authentic and really honest with yourself
0: yeah
1: was that three <laughs> I, I want to say it was two but they're oh, big <laughs>
0: If you can't think of any other ones that's okay
1: I can't think of, I think those are like the top two.
0: Yeah. Pros and cons list. And I love it. how you said, you know, like the cons, Um, you know, can, can I live with those for the next 30 years of my life? You know, I think that's, that's really big, you know, being willing to, you know, Make like different compromises with yourself and your lifestyle, um mm-hmm. you know and then also look at like all of the pros in the situation and do they like truly outweigh you know all of the cons um, I think that's that's really good um I think for a lot of us, the pros do outweigh the cons, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like being being real with yourself, um you know the piece about like some people just like don't really want to own their own business. I think that's, you know, a really good point. How if somebody asked you like how do I know if I want to own my own business? Like what what would you say to that?
1: Oh man. I I don't know how good of an answer this is. It's probably horrible, horrible, but um I knew I wanted to own my own business when nobody when I knew I couldn't work for anybody else. So and how'd you how'd you know i would like if i saw something that could be changed in a in a clinic i would bring it up to the director cuz i have a very big mouth and i'm very opinionated. <laughs> and if it was shot down immediately i would try another idea and then if that was shot down then i'm like all right i'm done like i mm-hmm. just um and that's kind of what how i moved from clinic to clinic mm-hmm. and then finally like after the fourth one i was just like i'm not going to get anywhere if I don't just do my own thing because nothing is run the way I want it to be run. Yeah. So I don't know if that really answers the question. Yeah. So
0: like (laughs) you just, you knew you couldn't work for anybody else because like you just weren't um, in an environment that was conducive to the type of teamwork that like you wanted to see.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was never like, like the, The money was always a perk and like the extra free time was always a perk, but that was never the reason why I wanted to open my own practice. The reason was I knew I could serve people better. I knew I could progress my career faster and better on my own than through a corporation that was holding me back. And I knew that my personal life could be better because I didn't have like, I didn't have energy for anything. Mm-hmm. I was taking paperwork home on the weekends. Like, it just was awful. And I just, that, those were the drivers over time and over money to push me to open my own business.
0: Yeah. I think that makes sense. And I think that that will um, resonate with a lot of the people here. Oh, okay. awesome. <laughs> good. Cool. All right. Um, so, last kind of question. I know a lot of my questions have been. Multiple questions in one,
1: but I'll stay with me. Um, I was gonna say, that's Morgan, true Morgan form.
0: <laughs> um, so it's self promo time. Okay, so I know, like you mentioned, your incontinence course, um, but like, what is the number one project that you are working on right now, and how can all of us here best support you?
1: Oh, I have two actually. Yay! Um, I released my first podcast last week. It's called Finally Fearless. Yay. And it's basically about all the crap that people are being fed in the health and wellness industry. So um, episodes come out every Friday. So tomorrow we're talking about shame in the fitness game because I think there's too much shame in that game. It's Mm -hmm. basically geared more towards healthcare consumers um, just because I feel like there's not much for them out there. So Mm -hmm. I was like, let me just give them another resource. so that's the first one and then i am um right now making my incontinence course into a diy course so it was like a guided course before Mm -hmm. and now i'm making it so that people could do it at their own pace and um it'll just be up on the website for purchase like from i'm planning on releasing it the first week in september so then it'll just be up there from now on so those are the two projects right now
0: Yay. Awesome. Cool. So if people go to your website, can they find both of those?
1: No, I didn't launch the course yet. I'm still building it. But September, they would be able to. Um, I didn't think about putting the podcast on the website, actually. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a <laughs> free tip from our
0: <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Cool. If you if you want, you know, if you have time after our call today, if you want to drop the link to your podcast um, in the comments, that'd be good. And everybody can check it out because I'm sure everybody wants to know all of
1: Melissa's thoughts on healthcare. I get very salty. There's a lot of cursing. (laughs) I apologize in in advance. It has a parental advisory sticker on it. (laughs) That's awesome. Cool. Um, And if
0: you were to get referred a patient by any of us here you know you talked about your your ideal client at the beginning but if you want to just kind of summarize that a little
1: bit for us again Mm -hmm. so um anybody the perfect client for me is any woman who is being tired of told that she needs to settle for um less than so anything physical that's holding her back from living her best life i can help her and that goes with um Orthopedic injuries. It goes with not really knowing how to navigate the fitness realm and pelvic floor dysfunction. Cool. Perfect. And then, if anybody here has any questions for you, what's the best way to find you? I'm very active on Instagram. That's probably the easiest. So you can shoot me a DM on there. It's Dr. Mel DPT. Um, and otherwise, email is good too. So that's DPT at newquestpt.com.
0: Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. Thank, thank you, for you for having me. me. Yeah. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to listen to your podcast too. Thank you. Yeah. I will. All right. Um, and thank you, you guys, all the viewers that we had here today. Um, and you guys on the replay, definitely reach out to either me or Melissa if you have any questions on anything um and you know if you are looking to start your own practice hit me up let me know i can put you in the right direction but hope you guys have a good rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon thanks guys all right that's a wrap thank you so much for listening as always, I am honored to be a part of this community and it is my hope that by spreading the stories of clinicians just like you who wanted something more and went after it, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of and that you worked so hard for. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. And you can also find me on Instagram at DrMorganMeese. So who do you want to hear from next or would you like to be featured on this series? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.